0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the poor man's podcast, Sports Extra, with sports guy JP. JP, how are you this evening?
1: Oh, I'm doing uh, just fine over here. How are you doing?
0: I'm, I'm not too, too bad. This is my uh, one of my nights off from work this week, so I'm trying to just stay awake at this point. Um, I feel like uh, I didn't miss too much, though. I, I worked Sunday and missed a little bit of the Steeler game. I try to catch it in pieces, but... Uh,
1: game of the year uh, contender.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, if you're going to miss a game, I feel like uh, Carolina Panthers, Pittsburgh Steelers, might be the one uh, to miss. JP, um, Steelers come away with a win. What What are your thoughts on just that in general?
1: Well, I would say not surprising. They've moved to 6-8 and eight, uh, on the year, 4-0 and o against the NFC South. So that shows exactly the type of team they are. Uh, capable of beating inferior teams and uh, obviously rest of the schedule. Um, not so good, but when they match up with an opponent that's inferior, maybe a team without, without an experienced coach or just a team that, you know, has struggled throughout the year, Steelers can beat these teams. And uh, that's especially if they can run the ball effectively, which they did and uh, play defense effectively, which they also did. You know, they totaled over 150 rushing yards and they held uh Carolina to just 209 total yards and only 21 of those on the ground
0: now I don't know exactly how Carolina's rush defense is but it seems like the Steelers have been stringing together a couple uh, rushing performances that aren't too shabby
1: yeah it seems like they're finally establishing a run game Najee Harris um, still found a 100 yard game but he had 86 on the ground for touchdown this week Warren added 38 in the touchdown and even a Trubisky added a score on the ground as well, so yeah, uh, life's a little easier if you don't have the most efficient passers. Um, like the Steelers they have, uh, Pickett still learning. Trubisky is what he is, but if you're able to develop a run game, um, you can win some football games with a uh, lack of quarterback.
0: And they're still fighting for the playoffs uh, right now. At least mathematically, they're they're still in it. <laughs> they are 13th, I believe, in that in the AFC. <laughs> Or uh, yeah, it says right here. I have the NFL playoff picture. They're le- ranked at thirteen. Um, oh. I
1: saw they also hold like the fourteenth pick in the draft at the moment. It's like that's way way too late for
0: what we were hoping for. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, how could they be? How could they be that high or that low? Oh, okay. I'm counting teams ahead of them. That makes sense. Okay. And uh, on the on the page, a few going on uh, NFL.com. They have the playoff picture and it shows the matchup who they're playing. So I saw Colts and it said 11 and three. I was like, where in the world are the Colts? (laughs) Oh, they're playing the Vikings. That makes sense. But yes, Carolina Panthers and Steelers, both playoff contenders as of right now. Um, Although neither are very likely to make it.
1: Yeah. And obviously like neither one deserves to make it to um, Panthers are just benefiting from a lousy division in Steelers, it's just, there's that seventh spot at the moment that's up for grabs, but one more win for any of these teams contending, you know, Jets, um, Ravens, uh, any of those teams, just one more win for them and the Steelers are going to be done for.
0: Yeah, um, they there's, let's see, there's, there, there are 13, which means there's uh, Patriots, Jets, Jaguars, Raiders, Browns ahead of them. It's unlikely yeah. that all of these teams are gonna lose all of their games and they probably play each other, so it's not even possible for some of these unless, you know, other teams win out.
1: Right. And the Jets and Pats have the tiebreaker of the Steelers anyway, so it's it's Yeah, it's a wash of a year. If anything, they're hoping to reach their, their uh, goal of ne- not having a losing season for Tomlin, which seems to be the new standard.
0: That here. really does. That seems to be what they're fighting for because there's really no benefit to keep winning games. And I, I know we say it every time, you're not going to lose a game, and they're professionals and they're not going to. But I do feel like that's something Tomlin really wants to hold on to. And it would be kind of like a nice coaching performance. I'm just saying for them to have say a winning record or close to 500 but is that really what's best for the team in the long run I don't think so
1: yeah it's like I I, like I said I pretty much say every week but uh, I understand why you would want to lose and get that earlier draft pick which as a fan I'm kind of hoping for but you you never want to tank or lose on purpose because I I feel like you, you lose the locker room and the respect to the players when you do that. And from Tomlin's perspective, uh, I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to have a losing season if I've gone.
0: Or you just yeah, lose Brian plus. Flores and have a have a team come back next year if you're the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. It usually doesn't work, but I guess uh, the exception to the rule. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I, I could see there. There's also kind of like a pride standard for the Steelers um, that they don't lose. But
0: I don't want them to go I mean, out and try to lose, now. but I hope they lose. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I hope they lose, like I said before, I hope they lose on some technicality or, like, bad calls. I hope they just beat on people, but the refs screw them over every single game.
1: They're, they're, they're like, at a bridge right now, too, where they've won too many games to accumulate a top-five draft choice, it seems like, and uh, winning out, even. They may not even make the playoffs, even if they do, let's say, win out. yeah, Nine and eight, AFC may, may not get you there. And if Chargers are coming up, Jets are still in. Um, that really yeah, shows...
0: That really shows how important it is to win your division in a lot of these cases, especially this year in the NFC South uh, where a team with a losing record could possibly make it. Um, it really does show like if, if you're not you know if you can win your division and beat those teams, you're guaranteed to make the playoffs. Uh, some of these like the Steelers aren't going to contend with the with the Bengals or the Ravens um, so they really would have to make a wild card and they're not beating any of these other teams.
1: Yeah, AFC's just loaded. And the Steelers just aren't built the way the other teams are, especially when you look at the quarterbacks. Um, And just the overall play, the inconsistency of the Steelers. And when they play good teams, they get blown out. Look what happened uh, against Buffalo.
0: JP, let's just say this. Say the Steelers make it right now, and they're the the seventh seed. I'm going to list the playoff teams, and you tell me which team you think the Steelers can actually beat, if any. Number one, Bills. Chiefs, Bengals, Titans, Ravens, Chargers, and then the Dolphins are actually the seventh seed right now. Which one of those I, teams do you th- Do you feel like the Steelers could actually compete with any of these teams? I could see the Chargers choking, but
1: I, I, I was gonna say uh, Tennessee. I think they could compete with just and that's also just because of a lack of quarterback play. Um they're a well coached team that's physical, but that's exactly what the Steelers are too. Steelers uh tend to um, contain Derrick Henry when they play, which is the Titans' whole identity. I think they could beat Tennessee. Division games, you never know, but I would take Baltimore Cincinnati over them. And uh, like you said, I think they would lose to the Chargers, but if they would beat them, it would be because the Chargers would collapse, I think, rather than the Steelers outplaying them.
0: I feel like the Chargers are one of those teams where it's like they have different coaches, they have different players, but every year they, like, you expect them to be so much better, and then they just disappoint. Like Philip Rivers has done it, however many times. Lt Ladanian Tomlinson with those really good Charger teams, and then even after the you know we're looking at it now, it seems like I don't know Chargers just have some disappointment, just they can't shake it.
1: Yeah, I mean you look at their roster right now; they have maybe a top five collection of talent in a roster in the NFL, but they're not a top ten NFL team. They're like there's a difference between culture what you have as a coach and organization, and they just never seem to have that. And, I mean, they have a franchise young quarterback, pro bowl caliber, wide receivers, um, good good offensive line that's been banged up this year, but then they have playmakers on defense, you know. Um, Derwin James and Joey Bosa stick out, but it just seems like they're never um, competing with the Kansas cities or with these top-notch teams. And uh, I I really think there's going to be a coaching change this offseason.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, I I think so too. I I feel like Staley's not one of those guys who scares anybody.
1: No, he has all, all the talent in the world, and all, honestly, with uh, Sean Payton being on the market, maybe Harbaugh's on the market. They're they're, they're going to find a, a coach offensive minded that's best for. That's
0: he kind of reminds me of like the the Matt Lafleur or the the Cliff Kingsbury of like they have talent and they could win, but like they just aren't.
1: Uh-huh, and it seems like... Not would, that their coaching like they, styles they, they, they are similar. Just,
0: themselves. Well, yeah, I'm oh, sorry, go mm-hmm.
1: ahead. As I said, Chargers kind of, like, get away from themselves. It seems like they, uh, I don't know if it's, it's, it's definitely coaching, but it seems like they complicate things too much, and you see some regression in Herbert's game midway through the year, but, I mean, it's picked up uh, a little bit here, and I know they've had injuries, but I don't, I, I don't think he's the right the right guy calling the plays either for
0: that team. Yeah. So, as we were saying, the playoff picture, as of now, the Bills and the Chiefs are the only two AFC teams to have clinched a playoff spot. There's four in the NFC the Eagles, the Vikings, 49ers, and the Cowboys. Um, there's, there's still that, that, the NFC South is, is up in the air still. And, uh, <laughs> the, the Buccaneers are leading it at six and eight. It's, it's cool to see, or it's interesting. I don't know that it's cool to see the Cowboys in the playoffs ever. Um, unless they're there to choke, but they're, uh, they're, they've clinched up a card seed already.
1: Yeah. I think Dallas and Philly are playing, um, great football. They meet this week too. So that could have some seeding implications on it. And, uh, I don't know. I like the way Dallas is playing football this year. Um, but I don't see them as a deep playoff contender because this is what they do every year. They get in and they lose, you know, in the first or second round. I, uh, I, I, I don't like I'm – I'm not real big on Prescott either. I feel like he's efficient when you have three Hall of Fame offensive linemen, two good running backs, Pro Bowl caliber wide receivers like he had in the past, but now that he's been asked to do more for his team without Amari Cooper, you know, without Travis Frederick, without Tyron Smith, with a regressed Ezekiel Elliott, I don't see – him as the guy that could, you know, pick up that slack and get them over the hump. I feel like he needs the help more than he's able to carry a franchise.
0: Yeah. We uh, I guess we will see. It, it every year we hear about how it could be, you know, oh, is it Dax year or is it the Cowboys year? Or is this the year that the Bengals are gonna come back or is it the 49ers years or the Vikings going to choke. Not every team can win one, so somebody's gonna be disappointed. Multiple teams are gonna be disappointed. Um JP, yeah, it's like that
1: mid-tier quarterback range. You see it every year; these guys get in the playoffs with help, and you know that they, they don't get real far. It's, you know your uh, your Dax, your uh, Kirk Cousinses, your Derek Carrs, guys like that, um, uh, Kyler Murray's. You know it's uh, you, these guys are capable of getting you to the playoffs, maybe winning a game. But as far as like Super Bowl contenders, you see guys on a whole other level. Your Brady's, Mahomeses, and
0: you know all that well I guess the Browns thought they saw that in Deshaun Watson that's why they gave up so much for uh, him and uh, I, I I, mean I could see that just because the only reason I bring that up is because like Baker Mayfield's that guy that they had but like was he really going to win a playoff series like there's so many there's a lot of good quarterbacks that are they going to win you a playoff game and I feel like there's probably uh, not as many as you'd think
1: yeah. And you see and, and I think I think
0: San Francisco might be the only team who can like overcome uh poor quarterback play.
1: Yeah, that, that's a great point. And yeah, I mean Purdy's look better than uh Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh I think it's it's really an attest, a testament to what Kyle Shanahan and the players the 49ers really have. They have playmakers, pro bowl caliber players at every unit on their team. O-line, D-line, running backs, Receivers, tight end, secondary, they're they're the only team really that's built to overcome, I think, uh, quarterback play. I'm interested to see how that pans out in the playoffs. Um, Because it is a quarterback league, um, and we saw the Rams won a Super Bowl, but they were loaded and had a good quarterback. Stafford never really viewed as a Super Bowl-capable quarterback until he did it this past year, but he had a lot of help. So, I mean, we'll see if Purdy can do it. I don't think Purdy's definitely not on the level of Matthew Stafford, but um, we'll see with all the talent and coaching they have surrounding him.
0: Yeah, that's – I mean, I, I like him so far, and I feel like uh, – I don't know. I feel like we know what we have with Jimmy Garoppolo kind of thing like I don't think all of a sudden he's going to turn it on I think Brock Purdy is definitely an interesting storyline we'll see where that goes and I think it's interesting because I feel like the 49ers are really the only team in the NFL or like almost uh professional football and college football where like the quarterback seems to not be like the star or like the main component. Not that it's not, it probably still is the main component because it's impo- impossible for a quarterback to not be, but say on other teams, it's 75% the quarterback on there. It's like equal share.
1: Yeah, they're definitely, a, a, he's
0: uh, like another player.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely run first. And I think that's why they drafted Trey lanes in the first place and gave up all the draft capital to get him was cause I mean, they wanted to incorporate him in the run game as well. Um, McCaffrey wasn't on the table necessarily um, earlier in the year, but now that he's there, uh, that could get them over the hump. Um, Eli Mitchell, uh, Christian McCaffrey, even Kyle Juszczyk, Debo Samuel, they're finding guys that run the football in all all sorts of different creative ways. It's really like a uh, 50s style of offense, you know? And I think that's why they took Trey Lance was to give them a guy who has the run element as well as um, a pass option in the, quarterback
0: game. Well, that's what you see with all these main components the they use checks, the McCaffrey. Now the Debo Samuel, uh, George Kittle. These are all guys who could really play like three positions and all very well. They can all run. They all have, they can all catch. McCaffrey can catch like a wide receiver.
1: Yeah. And uh, you could, I'm surprised I haven't seen more uh, um, formations with him out wide with Eli Mitchell in the backfield. I know he's been banged up, but or if you want Jeff Wilson, like, you know, just more um, double running back looks, maybe with Ustrack in the backfield, and then you have uh, McCaffrey or Debo out wide or in the backfield. And then they also have uh, you know, Brandon Ayuk uh, and uh, Ray-Ray McLeod, guys who are uh, speedy guys who can return the ball, too. But, yeah, they have many versatile guys um, that I like. Um, they have that great uh, young safety, too, who's pretty versatile, to, uh Uh, Palomalu look alike.
0: Oh, yeah, Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Huff, um, Huffonga, or whatever his name is, yeah. But they're, they're, they're deep everywhere. Um, Jimmy Ward and Tashawn Gibson, both very underrated safeties, um, from back in their day. And then for Fred Warner, clogging up the middle is, in my opinion, the best inside linebacker in the game. And then they have Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa on the line who could play, uh, you know. Bosa can play anywhere from an edge standpoint, and Armstead can play right or left side nose tackle. I mean, it's just get guys who can play multiple positions, well coached, and it's a very versatile team. That I mean, I think they could be the best team in football right now, even without the, you know, even down to their third string quarterback, who was the last overall
0: pick in the draft. This sounds crazy to say, but I feel like they would almost be hurt by having like an all star superstar quarterback come in where it's like pass first kind of thing. Um, It seems like obviously you would would never want to turn away talent and I'm sure you, you could, you know, work them in, but it's almost like it's, it's like that no name defense for, for the dolphins or whatever. Like everyone's just doing their role and they do their role so well. And it's not like they're, they're just role players. Like these skilled players are really, really, really good. Um, is there another fullback even in the league other than Ustrek? Like he's, he's by far, is there a bigger drop off between one and two than Ustrek in and the second best fullback in the league? <laughs> Maybe Justin um, Tucker in the second best kicker.
1: Right. I mean, I mean, there's not, I mean, no one uses fullbacks anymore. That's what makes the 49ers pretty unique. Um, R- Ricard on the Ravens is pretty decent. Uh, Anthony Sherman was good at Kansas City. I don't know if he's still there, but it, 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 it's a dying position. And yeah. 49ers are the only ones that really know how to use it. So, like I mean, if that, I if I got yeah.
0: signed to say the Seahawks right now and played fullback, I'd at worst I'd be second in in Pro Bowl voting behind use track. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyone can get in with just a couple looks at the position. You know, it's it's dying. Yeah. But uh
0: Kerry Davis, yeah. <laughs> um
1: but yeah to say what you said about finding like the uh franchise quarterback it really does kind of hurt them because like they don't really have like burners or you know they don't really run that spread it's almost better if uh you get the ball out quickly to Ayuk and then he makes a move sort of like what jalen waddle does or uh terry kill just without the over the top game or uh debo samuel get the ball out quickly and he's able to you know, make guys in the secondary miss because of his, you know, ability to run through defenders. Um, and yeah, I, I I just think that it's a very interesting team, very fun team to watch. And uh, I think they could be playoff contenders, even with Purdy. And uh, a crazy thought I had earlier in the week is, suppose the Niners went out. We haven't seen that dominant of a rookie. Could Purdy really make a case for offensive rookie of the year?
0: Yeah, really. They're they're keeping them. In. If they if they went out, um, I, I mean, I, I I don't know. I'd have to look at some of the other rookies. I mean, th- like there's always like there's a rookie on the Jets who's killing everything, or there's like a rookie on like some team you don't know. Like there's a there there's a Colts linebacker, there, or I guess uh, it would be offense. But like there's like always like a random player who who does well. But yeah, no, I feel like impact on a team coming in, and and I, I'd vote for him over Pickett right now. If if he finishes that way, then I would maybe not right now, but if he finishes that way, I would. I
1: mean, Kenneth Walker and Garrett Wilson are really the only other guys I would really consider at the moment. I think maybe a on the saints, but I think, I mean, I don't know. I I really think if if the Niners went out and I know they won't accumulate playoff success into the regular season rookie of the year, but I think he might be the most valuable rookie. If you know that they're capable of winning out, I think it's, it's, it's something to keep an eye on.
0: And not to make this the entire 49ers show, um, but the one thing with them that I feel like could get them in trouble is if they're if they're down by, say, you know, say they kick off and they take the opening kickoff back, and then charge or 49ers get the ball three and out, and then whatever team they're playing drives down the field. I don't know that they're built to, like, make a comeback like that. I mean, if it's early in the game, I'm sure they could run it and come back. But, like say they're down by 14 with six minutes left. Like, are they, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah. It is kind of like game script heavy, which, uh, the, the Panthers are Panthers and Steelers very much like that too. As you saw this past week, which is what got the Steelers the victory. They were able to throw the Panthers run game out the window. But yeah, um, like you said, 49ers, I feel like are kind of, you know, it's has got to stick the game script and you see a lot of teams like that. But, uh, Yeah, I I think if they would go down early, it'd be interesting to see how they respond. But, um, I mean, they've had a defense, best defense in the league that's kept a minute so far. So, I'd be interested to see how they would respond in that scenario,
0: too. Yeah. To speak of, uh, speaking of the NFC West, uh, two of those teams are now eliminated from the playoffs. So, right now, eliminated from the playoffs. And this is the approximate 2023 draft order, it says, so. At number one, as this is the draft pick. So there's five teams eliminated. So this is the top five as of now Houston Texans at number one, which feels like we say every two years. Um, <laughs> number two, Chicago Bears. Um, number three, Denver Broncos. Number four, Los Angeles Rams. And number five, Arizona Cardinals. Now, I, you know, teams can win and lose. Chicago, you know, could move to the fifth seed or fifth pick or whatever if teams win or lose but as of now that's where it are where it is and those are the five teams who are eliminated um jp let's get back to kind of a a pittsburgh kind of thought uh steelers play the raiders this week steelers i feel like historically uh, lose the raiders in embarrassing fashion terrell Pryor, uh what have you uh what are your thoughts on the raiders this time yeah,
1: and again, it's 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 like history repeating itself. Steelers do struggle against the Raiders, whether they have Derek Carr or whether it is uh, Bruce Krakowski
0: or whoever. Andrew Walter. They, yeah, whoever they're <laughs> throwing out there. Um, is Andrew Walter one of the most forgettable starting quarterbacks in the NFL? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I would,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that says everything right there.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I, I remember having his, his football card and thinking, like, uh, who gives one shit about him? Like, Billy Volek. Like, okay, sweet. Nobody cares. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: if, if you're surrounding your job to Jamarcus Russell, that's everything you need to know.
0: I feel like that Titans team in, like, 2005 is, like, stuck in my brain with, like, Billy Volek and Chris Brown and Drew Bennett and Tyrone Calico <laughs> and people like that. I don't know why. You be the one. Yeah, I think I am the only one. And you know what the reason why is? Because one of the Maddens I played the most, there was uh, the first week they played the Titans. It was like Madden 2005, probably. And that was the roster. Because I remember the graphics looked slightly different on the PS2. And from 2004 to 2005, where the hit stick and everything was uh, brought, like the whole game felt a little bit different. You know what I mean?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So I, yeah. I believe that's that's what it was. Week <laughs> one was always against the Titans. So I remember, I remember trying to cover Ty- Tyrone Calico.
1: Yeah, fr- from uh, uh, Billy Volick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, I don't even remember where we were going.
0: Um, oh, Raiders. Oh, Raiders. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Walter. I was yeah. Um, and I, I would like to note, we have hardly talked about Case Keenum this entire year.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. He uh I mean they got Sean Watson in there now, Jacoby Brissett. Or wait, no, he, he's on the Bills. I, I was gonna I, say, I, yeah, I I he's Bills on Buffalo Browns, though.
0: JP, I would never wish injury on anybody, and I feel like Josh Allen's one of the most exciting players to watch. He's probably one of my favorite players right now. That being said. If we have a Nick Foles kind of uh, situation uh, with, um, oh, my God, what the hell? Why can't I remember the name of the uh, guy? What the hell were we just talking about? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Oh, my God. I could not (laughs) remember his name. We were talking about him all the time. Um, I kept thinking Casey Casey Matthews, and I was like, why the fuck am I thinking of him? (laughs) Um, Yeah, Case Keenum. What if we what if we see something like that? A Bills playoff push with Case Keenum.
1: I mean, if all the design runs they call in Buffalo, of Josh Allen, I mean, he's likely <laughs> to get hurt eventually.
0: I'll tell you what. I don't know what they're like. He's – I get that he's like built for it, but like so is Derrick Henry and he's going to be out of the league <laughs> in two more years. I, I, I
1: think a, a lot of what they do is they tell him if you get this look from the defense – and they're lined up a certain way. Just keep it. But I feel like he's taking a lot of unnecessary hits while doing that.
0: JP, if if you're playing quarterback and they and they give you the option to run and and you're Josh Allen, you're you're like that, or just kind of you know a, a mobile quarterback in general. If you have that option, it's going to be hard to like say no to it, or like. Be like, you know what? This isn't what's best for my health in the long run. You're like, I'm, I'm, you know, a competitor. I was taking over and I'm going to go get the first down or whatever. And in his case, he's like, I'm going to put my head down. I'm not even going to slide.
1: Yeah. That's, that's another issue. He's, he he needs to slide more. He's like, he hurdles more than he slides.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not since Brian Leonard, has there been a hurdler? (laughs) And like, I mean,
1: Canaan would be the guy to come in and, uh, uh, I don't quite, fr- I don't quite uh, see him pulling a Nick Foles with Buffalo. If that's the case,
0: nobody expected yeah. Nick Foles to pull a Nick Foles with Buffalo or with <laughs> uh, uh, Philadelphia. So who knows? But let's <laughs> let's get back to the Raiders again. Uh, let, let's try this one more time. Um, JP, what's the spread? Do you know that? Uh, what What are you expecting?
1: Uh, the Raiders are actually the underdog right now because they're they're coming here to Pittsburgh. Uh, they're plus two and a half. And, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I I don't really, uh, like the matchup. I I think the Raiders are actually going to take this one. Um, they're, they're pretty similar as far as record goes, but it seems like the Raiders the past few weeks have been more, uh, I just like dedicated, more, um, tuned into their craft and wanting to win football games. And, uh, they were struggling early in the year, and now it seems like they've cleaned some things up. Josh Jacobs has been phenomenal on the ground. Steelers have struggled significantly on the, uh, defending the run. They played well this past week, but now they got Pro Bowl caliber running back this week. Um, they surrendered a ton of, I think over 200 total to Baltimore a couple weeks ago. So I think they have a tough matchup with Jacobs. Devontae Adams could very well be the best wide receiver in the NFL. I don't think they have a guy on the outside that's going to match up with them. And uh, uh, Darren Waller's back, too. Um, So, like I said, Steelers can beat the Panthers. They can beat the Falcons, teams like that. But uh, I I think the Raiders are on a different tier, and uh, I I like them to win outright.
0: I kind of do, too. Steelers are favored, which means the Raiders are for sure going to win. And the, the biggest thing that you said, you said Devontae Adams, who could be the best, one of the best wide receivers in the league, which I agree with. You said Waller's coming back though. Who in the middle of the Steelers, what you're going to devote Minka Fitzpatrick to staying over top of him, then who's going to stay over top of Adams and stuff. It's going to be interesting to see how the safeties play and the middle of the field, because what Devin Bush or Bobby Spillane or somebody like that, Miles Jack is going to cover Darren Waller. I incredibly doubt that.
1: Yeah. So Waller's uh Coming back, he's missed a lot of time. Um, but when he's healthy, he's a top two or three tight end in the league. You could argue, um, and w- like you said, I, I don't see a guy that's going to match up with him. Whether it's a linebacker too fast for them and too big for D backs, it's really the type of ball player he is. Um, and again, it, it's a consistent weakness for the Steelers is covering up the middle of the field. And Waller's a guy that can, you know, expose the middle or, you know, even uh, take the top off the defense. He's a former wide receiver, moved to tight end, and uh, he's just been a matchup nightmare for, you know, all teams in the NFL and uh, definitely doesn't do the Steelers any favors. Um, I I think if they're going to have to um, limit this team, they're going to have to get pressure on Derek Carr and uh, make him uncomfortable because I think that's really the only way you're going to... Uh, be able to hang in there because not only do they have waller they got, they got a, a great wide receiver and Devonte adams like we mentioned uh, all, all pro running back this year um and uh yeah i i think it's going to be tough for the sealers to match up well with this team if they don't get pressure on Carr.
0: all righty jp you said you're, you're you think the raiders are going to win i tend to agree um, if, if the Steelers find a way to win, how do you expect it to be done? And then we'll get into your picks.
1: Yeah, if the Steelers want to win, I know. Uh, uh, well, first, Kenny Pickett, I think, is clearing protocol and will be under center. I think Trubisky actually gives them a better chance to win if they wanted to win. But again, for the sake of the team and the
0: development of Pickett, I, I would start him. I, th- I think based on who they throw at quarterback, will say a lot about how important Tomlin's record is. Yeah, <laughs> because if if they have if they have um Mitch Trubisky in there, the only reason would be to win to win this year, and to to you know protect that that legacy, I suppose. Because we know they're not a playoff contender. I know that they mathematically might be, but they're not.
1: And, and it seems like Pickett is lining up to start, so I, I tend to think that is the way they'll go. I hope so.
0: Mm-hmm. That's um, the future. Yeah. And, and but if you're not going to you know, plan for the future during a down year, then when are you?
1: Right. But the, the Raiders don't get much pressure on the quarterback outside of Max Crosby. Um, and he does so, get
0: some pressure, though.
1: Yeah, he, he definitely does. He um, he
0: pulls his share plus two more people, but nobody else does.
1: Right. Um, so, I mean, look for Pickett. I know he uh, uh, Pickett does do better with more time in the sense that he does – seem to rush his throws or sees things that aren't there. It seems like when teams um, hit him for the first couple times. I think that if he's able to stay back in the pocket, he'll have a little bit more time this week and be able to find uh George Pickens and Deontay Johnson who's coming off a great week. Um I think just like, you know, he'll be able to buy time. They're gonna have to stick to a run game and get pressure on Derek Carr if there's any way. That seems to be the formula is defense to run run the football seems to be what works for them they're gonna have to do that but I think Pickett's gonna have to make some throws too and I think with the extended amount of time that he should have he'll be able to make a couple um they're, they're gonna have to play um no, no, no stupid penalties like Marcus Allen did this past week that was absolutely ridiculous
0: yeah <laughs> yeah the, I mean it serves them the, the most frustrating thing is like on, on that fourth down fourth and forever yeah um, giving them a first down after that it's beyond stupid and i'm sure inside this locker room they're they're thinking they're going to make a playoff push like that's what these guys want to do it's not like they're like you know what let's play for next year no they're playing for right now and you see some stupid shit like that like they have really no room for error you have to win out and probably have some help i i you you can't do some stupid stuff where you go in somebody else's huddle and do and it's always like it's always like that special team role player like who are you right. uh, he's lucky he didn't get cut this week
1: yeah it, it was a special teamer in the secondary that, that's ridiculous not to mention um the sealers on that drive had back to back sacks knocking the panthers out of field goal range setting up a fourth and 27 late in the third quarter and then it's stupid. It gives them fifteen yards for free and an automatic first down. And uh fortunately they held them to a field goal that drive because it's the Carolina Panthers. If you're <laughs> gonna do that, yeah, against the Bengals or Ravens, like you're you're gonna lose games. Penalties like that, stupid plays cost you football games. And Raiders won last week on a stupid play by the Patriots. So.
0: I really don't think the Steelers would do anything dumb on fourth down against the Bengals or the Ravens. And that's mostly because they'll never see fourth down against the Bengals or the Ravens.
1: <laughs> that's true too. Uh, St- Steelers this week did actually look very good on third down. Um, they converted exact, they were 12 to 16 on third down. And uh, if they want to beat Vegas, that's, there. that's yeah. pretty good.
0: 12 yeah. to six, 6- 75% on, on third down conversion. I'll take that all day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They held uh Panthers for four of 11 on third down. And uh, Steelers have seven penalties for eighty-one yards. You're gonna have to clean that up if you want to be a, a contending team like Vegas.
0: Penalties and turnovers; those are what bad teams need to control to win up against better teams. You have to uh-huh. not turn the ball over and not make stupid penalties. Which that's something that you can really coach, pretty much. I mean, the turnovers not so much, but the stupid penalties, like that's not and it's not. A talent thing it's an effort it's a mindset you have to learn that and you have to have that instilled in you by the coaching staff but you're also a professional like you should know that
1: uh-huh yeah in time of possession and other things sealers uh sure. yeah 36 minutes of possession to about 23 for the panthers yeah that's what's going to win football games uh turnovers converting on third down not turning the ball over um and extending your drives um and uh, well, I I feel like that's what what you're gonna have to do against Vegas. What we'll see, um, I think Vegas has more comeback potential if they do trail than the Steelers do because they just have so many playmakers. I think Vegas is a little bit re- better than their record shows. I like uh, jo- Josh McDaniels is coming along as a coach here, who's very familiar with the Steelers of his time in New England.
0: And I'm sure, he has plenty of video on us. Yeah, plenty.
1: <laughs> he has plenty of video on everybody. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll see here. Um, I, I think Vegas—it's just—it's a team that's had the Sealers number, and I think they're—they're they're slightly just better overall team. So I like Vegas. I'm surprised they're actually getting points this week.
0: It has—it shows what we say home field advantage is worth three. So it's almost like the Raiders are favored by half a point, but since they're in Ackershire Stadium with the Pigeons, that—that's worth a couple points.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure if they were in Vegas, the line would be ju- just the opposite, you know? So, yeah, I guess they're really banking on the home field for Pittsburgh.
0: Absolutely. So, this week coming up, let's get into some of your picks. We have the Steelers at—or the, the Raiders at the Steelers. Monday night, we have Chargers at Colts, which is going to be extremely boring. Um, oh, my God. Son, JP, how many weeks ago did the Steelers get flexed out of uh, Sunday night?
1: That was what— Three, maybe three weeks ago or so. Okay,
0: do you know who the Sunday night game is this week?
1: Is it that Colt-Charger game or am I wrong?
0: Oh, no, that's the Monday night game. That's the other primetime game. Uh, uh, that's w- the w- better w- primetime game.
1: <laughs> probably, it, uh, they played this week, but it was probably Washington and the Giants again somehow.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they love the NFC East to just be on primetime and Fox all the time. <laughs> Um, it's it's Buccaneers at Cardinals. Can't wait uh, for that Sunday night matchup,
1: especially with Colt McCoy maybe out. Trace,
0: you know what? Like, yeah. Jeez, I didn't even realize Sunday is Christmas Day.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. A whole, yeah, a, a whole load of games on a uh, Saturday and Sunday.
0: I feel like uh, the for, okay. This is interesting because I'm looking at these now, and it kind of makes a little bit of sense other than the packers being away, you have the cowboys at home, the 49ers at home, the steelers at home, the patriots at home, the vikings at home. These are all teams who you know going to a football game is more important than being with their family on christmas.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I guess um it is all football towns that have um, football games on christmas.
0: Yeah, it seems like there's there's a lot. There's a lot of football on Saturday
1: yeah yeah they're they're and that's yeah Christmas Eve has a whole bunch.
0: There's of, one, like, two, guess. three, four, five, six, seven, eight one o'clock games on Saturday. Wow. And I then there's that. at 405 there's commanders at 49ers 425 on Fox. We have Eagles at Cowboys. Of course we do. <laughs> <laughs> have the Cowboys ever not been like I feel like Joe Buck and Troy Eggman are like if it's not Cowboys or NFC East. Don't even waste my time.
1: Yeah. uh, It's always in that Fox four o'clock window and they put it on TV when you don't want to watch it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, that, that whole, that whole division is just like markets. Like let's hit the DC market, Philadelphia, Dallas and New York markets. That's why they're on all the time. Um, And then Saturday night we have Raiders at Steelers. So I didn't even realize it was Saturday on Sunday, Christmas day, Oh, uh, you know what? I'm I'm completely thrown off because those were all Christmas Eve games. So the Christmas Day games um, are in Arizona and L.A. for the Rams and in Miami for the Dolphins. So I take everything back. Those are like the three least giving a shit teams. <laughs> I think Miami might be the number one team where it's like if they're not good, who cares other than maybe an L.A. team because the thing with L.A. is like a lot of people in L.A. aren't from L.A., So you see a bunch of like Cowboys fans, you see a bunch of Steelers fans, all that kind of stuff, New York, and uh, very few for the two L.A. teams, and then the Arizona, who gives a shit about football there. So I guess I take all of that back. But, JP, I have talked for like four minutes straight about the schedule. How about you talk about some of your picks? (laughs) All right, let's do it. All right, let's – how about we we begin with – Number one.
1: Good way to start. All right. Uh, I'm going to pick up where we left off just a second ago. I'm one of my picks will be Vegas this week against the Steelers. Um, in addition to everything we said about the playmakers they have, and just historically speaking, a little bit of context here: Tomlin is two and five against the Raiders in his career, and that's the worst record versus any AFC team besides the Patriots, who coincidentally enough have Josh McDaniels as their coach. Wow. <laughs> And, like I said, I think it's just going to be a hard team to stop with Darren Waller back and uh, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams playing some of the best ball of their careers right now. Um, I, 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 I like Carr b- better than Pickett as a quarterback. And uh, I think Vegas can come here to Pittsburgh and steal a win. Yet alone, you're going to give me points in addition to the better team. I'm going to take Vegas.
0: All righty. Fair enough. Let's go to
1: number two. A team I've been riding high the past few weeks, and rightfully so, is the Lions. So I'm going to take the Lions against the Panthers this week. Lions are minus two and a half heading to Carolina. And they're just playing much better ball than the Panthers. And uh, I like them by at least a field goal. Panthers have uh, still third-fewest passing yards and second-fewest passing touchdowns so far in the NFL. While the Lions, on the other hand, are fourth in total touchdowns. Uh, they're six and one in their last seven games, and uh, Goff is th- uh, six games in a row found a pick, and the Lions didn't allow a single sack in their last two games. Detroit is fighting for a playoff spot, literally. Like they are, they love Dan Campbell as a coach, and a lot of his aggression you could see in their play. I don't think Carolina is going to match up with these guys physically or athletically. And I like Detroit to come in and win. By I think more than a field goal.
0: I think Detroit just wants it more.
1: Yeah, that, that's a hungry football team. And and, and the uh,
0: Panthers are not.
1: Right, right. I mean, they're still competitive for their division, but I I, I think Detroit's fired up. Carolina, no confidence coming out of that locker room. Where Detroit, despite their 500 record, is just oozing confidence.
0: That's like the difference between the Steelers and like I feel like if the Steelers found a way to make it in. They just get embarrassed and, and lose. Where like if the Lions find a way to make it in, I could see them beating a team. Like Dallas. It just seems
1: like it's a team that's constantly playing with house money, so they're fearless and they come out and win.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, their their entire career, we were just talking about how the Texans seem to annually have one of the top five picks or whatever. The Lions have been down there forever. So it's interesting to see them even at a 500 record. And I'd, I'd like to see what they can do
1: yeah I'm excited for them they're they're playing great ball and uh yeah six and one in their last seven I, i'm I'm excited to see what they can do
0: i'm I'm not like a, the biggest Jared Goff fan out there, but whenever somebody kind of gets pushed to the side like he was was on one of the best teams in spotlight Los Angeles and they traded him to Detroit for Matt Stafford and Matt Stafford came in and won a Super Bowl. I feel like Jared Goff just got thrown out there, and I'm kind of pulling for him to do something.
1: I am too. It's kind of like those mid-tier quarterbacks I mentioned earlier, um, like Cousins and Carr. Uh, I think Goff fits that mold too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Let's get to... uh...
1: Number three! This is a boring one, but I'm going to take Atlanta Falcons plus 7.5 against the Ravens. Uh, Ravens better team, Lamar Jackson's hurt, but he could be back. He's coming off injury. Uh, Baltimore is going to win outright, but I think Atlanta with the points is going to take this. Um, I think it's, uh, too many points for two run first teams. Like I mentioned, it's really hard to cover spread when you have two teams dedicated to running the football. um, and uh, B- Baltimore offensively just hasn't been as explosive, and uh, they're actually three and seven against the spread this year. And uh, I, I would prefer Mariota be under center for the Falcons, but if they're going to stick with Desmond Ritter, um, I, I still like them to, you know, uh, maintain the seven and a half points with
0: that. The Falcons are in a similar position with the Steelers in the sunset, like. What do they have to lose with putting a Ritter in? Like, if you feel like he's your your top quarterback that you drafted early, he was one. What was he like the second or th- or the third quarterback drafted after Malik Willis? Maybe
1: I th- he went before Willis. Oh, so did I think he? he? was actually. The second. Was he the second?
0: Yeah, I know they were the top three or whatever. If if you're willing to take a quarterback that early, and obviously their future's not in Mariota, I don't I don't think so. Like, put him in. You're five and nine. Although five and nine is enough to compete in that shitty division. Yeah, so that, who knows? Okay. That that does throw it I'd, off.
1: I'd put Mariota out there. I, I don't know why they're going to Ritter, but
0: I was gonna say all of that, but if the if the Bengals and the Browns and the Raiders were all like equally shitty with the Steelers, then I would feel differently. Maybe we would play Mitch against, you know, for another week. <laughs> who knows? But I feel like I don't know. Um it's a different situation. So I, I changed my mind.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, they run the ball effectively. Uh, They have more rushing yards than any team in the NFL. Uh, Patterson's a playmaker. And uh, I don't know. I I, I think Baltimore definitely wins because they're the better team. But seven and a half points is a lot. Uh, I'll take the Falcons.
0: Who scares you on the Falcons other than, say, Patterson?
1: Uh, I mean, uh, they got Gr- Grady Jarrett's a pretty good nose tackle, but you're not gonna win football games because of him and Patterson.
0: Yeah. Like, 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 yeah, yeah, like, okay, he he's one of those guys. It was like back in the day, or like probably like 2008 or whatever. Like when you're playing the Browns, like if you can contain Josh Cribbs, you're gonna win.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like AJ Terrell. They got a good young corner, but they they they're, they don't have the team like that. Those guys aren't gonna.
0: But that's I what I am saying. Like, if good. you go to Atlanta, you are like, okay, well, I can't throw to one guy for the game. Like, we'll see if their offense can hang in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like the Falcons don't scare me.
1: Uh, no, they, they don't really scare anyone. Their offensive lines played pretty well, all things considered. Though, I mean, they are leading the NFL in rushing yards. So, despite everyone knowing they're running the ball, they're doing it effectively.
0: I feel like it's because they're consistently doing it against the Buccaneers and the Panthers, and she's yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, Buccaneers, Panthers. And uh, I can't think of the last team. Jeez. Saints. Saints. There you go. Yeah. The NFC South. <laughs> I always, it's so funny the way I remember the divisions are from NFL Street. and I'm like, who did they play on the roof? <laughs> yes. It's the same
1: here. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> there we go. They <laughs> had Aaron there Brooks, we
0: Mike Vick, uh, Jake DeLome, and who was uh, Brad Johnson probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the roster that'll always be with me. Like I could probably, like I bet you, I could name more quarterbacks from the 2001 season because of NFL Street than I could for starting quarterbacks like right now.
1: <laughs> and there, there, are the Steelers or no, 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 not the Steelers, Browns. I, I thought the Steelers did for some reason, and. The, they're like the very rare occasions where the team would have two quarterbacks, like the Bengals and Browns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Kelly Holcomb and Tim Couch or whatever. <laughs> and then they'd have uh, on NFL Street too, they had Maddox and Roethlisberger.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know that your team's awful if you have two
0: quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have the, <laughs> yeah, like uh, the backup Colts quarterback wasn't on there. <laughs> uh, <I'm saucy. laughs> Is that who it was? I think. <laughs> It might have been. Alright. Let's uh let's get back to Number four. Four. Uh
1: this is another one where the points are why I'm going with it. But I'm gonna take Seattle plus nine and a half against wow. Kansas City. I like that. Uh, yeah, I do too. Seattle, um, I know they've they began strong and fell off a bit, but they're still a 500 team. Um, plus, that they they're coming off a Thursday night game last week, so they have extra time to prepare. Um, in Kansas City this year, people have just been burning money through them. They're one eight and one against the spread in their last ten, and they're actually o five and one against the spread at home this year. Oh wow! Yeah. So, uh, C- Seattle. they they're, they're young. They're up and coming. I think Kenneth Walker will be back. I think the locket injury is a bigger deal than a lot of people think, but nine and a half points against a team that just has struggled to play defense and cover spreads. Kansas City definitely wins, but I think Seattle can keep it within nine and a half.
0: Nine and a half is so much to try to overcome. At, at least, yeah, in the NFL, like that's a substantial margin.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Plus, Kansas City, if they get a lead, they'll look to maintain it. Uh, if you get a team that's plus nine and a half, they're consistently being the aggressive team in your eyes if you know you're the underdog so i I think seattle's gonna they're also gonna try to extend drives and score on long drives so they're gonna attempt to control the clock in this one and i I like them with all those points
0: that's one of those things a lot of those games when the spreads that high or like the over under if you know that like it's gonna just be a dragged out slow monautical game take the under on some of those
1: Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of games this week too where the over under is
0: very low Oh, okay. Yeah, ch- definitely check that out. JP, let's go to... Number five.
1: Okay, this is uh, a bit of a surprise here, but I'm I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to take Philadelphia heading into Dallas this week, plus five and a half. Um, J- J- Jalen Hurts like, likely to be rolled out with a sprained elbow, or sprained
0: uh, shoulder. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, my fantasy team is f- screwed then. Because he's my entire team. Yeah. <laughs> and I just cut Tom Brady uh, last week, which maybe I'll just pick him up. Oh, he's on waivers right now. Okay, you know what? This is real time, JP. This is my, my fantasy league. I'm in my, the playoffs. And you know what? I got very lucky because last week there were the Saturday games, um, and I was not aware that one of my guys uh, was playing who wasn't in. Uh, oh, Jones Jr. from Seattle. Okay, Tony Jones Jr., I don't know. Anyway, he was he was on my starting roster, and I found a way to win still with Jalen Hurts with 36.7 points. Holy shit. I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking at my, my team roster right now. Seattle, um, Aguilar, and Jones combined for three points for me or two points for me. I still found a way to win. Either way, JP, we're going to get into some quick fantasy talk in real time because I need to pick up a quarterback for everybody. You think that Hurts will be out?
1: Yeah, there's a chance they just shut him down for the regular season and get him in the playoffs is what I'm hearing too. So I would uh, definitely pick up somebody.
0: Okay, so these are the quarterbacks available in my league in real time. We have Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Gardner Minshew, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield. I feel like it's clear. To go Well, there's Kenny Pickett, Colt McCoy, Taylor Heineke, Sam Darnold, Desmond Ritter. I feel like, what, Brady's by far the way to go.
1: Yeah, I would pick up Brady or Minshew, probably Brady, though. Yeah.
0: Oh, they yeah, the thing with Minshew is I, I'd i obviously have the backup, but I think uh, you have to do the stupid cut Tom Brady sign him back move. I have <laughs> to tell you, the fact that I'm in the playoffs with a Cooper Cup injury as well as... uh. Renfro being a complete bust and uh, hurt for half the year, I'm I'm very pleased that I'm still hanging in there.
1: Uh, I I'm like on the other like I I had a buy in my leagues. I was very fortunate, but the uh, opponent I would have played this week if he would have won, and he ended up losing by like three. He actually had a uh, Graham Gano on Sunday night, and uh, if the uh, I forget who the they, oh, if Washington ties that game at 20 apiece. There's a chance this his kicker makes a game winning field goal and wins it for him, but uh it didn't happen, but he had has Jalen Hurts as his quarterback. So I could have been playing against a backup quarterback this week. But yeah, with uh with that um not panning out, it looks like I'm going to have to play a guy of a, a full roster here. Yet alone a guy who has DeVonte Adams going against the Steelers, so that's going to be something to Keep my eye on, um, but yeah, um, yeah, Jalen Hurts will be out, but Philly's still getting five and a half, and they're still the same team as far as, like, they still have the best offensive line in football. A.J. Brown's been a phenomenal acquisition, and uh, I think Gardner Minshew's better than people think. He's- uh,
0: Gardner Minshew's such a solid backup, and I could see them coming in and actually scoring more points for, like, one week. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I would not yeah. want him to be, like, between Hurts and him and, and Minshew. Hurts is definitely the the better player. He's been my fantasy quarterback all year. I can tell you how f- freaking good Jalen Hurts is, especially with the 13-1 Eagles. Like, the Eagles are a pretty solid team. Like, I, I'm I'm really interested to see where they go. And like I was saying earlier with, like, oh, Purdy or whoever with the 49ers, uh, Jalen Hurts can win a game by himself.
1: Yeah. And all the money is coming in on Mahomes to an MVP now with the injury. I think Hurts is my MVP, even even if he's out for the rest of the year. I feel like what he did for this team, I feel like he was the best player in football this season. And, uh, I, I mean, he's just been playing lights out. He's been winning football games on the ground and with his arm. He has multiple ways of beating you. But... I mean, we're stuck with Gardner Minshew this week, and I think Minshew's better. Like I said, than people give him credit for. Him. He, he's he's he won games
0: factor. with a crappy Jacksonville team, and not many yeah. people can say that.
1: He was on that horrible Jacksonville team, yet he had forty one. He has forty one touchdowns, twelve interceptions in his career.
0: Wow, that's pretty decent.
1: Yeah, he he's a baller. Like if
0: you have that in a year, he, he that's a pro. Bowl, like that's a pro bowl quarterback in a year. Although if that's spread spread over three years, that's not very good. He's
1: also the coolest quarterback. In the world. <laughs> like, yeah, teams rally, like guys rally around him, and uh, I, I, well, Dallas is maybe the best defense in football. Them or the 49ers. but Philly's got a hell of a D as well. Uh, great corners, and I think Minshew may. Uh, I, I he will be more. I I could see Dak panicking more than minchu for some reason i just get that sense here i think that there's always that like unknown where you get a new quarterback or coach for the week where the team just rallies behind the guy and i think they will have minchu they have a a, a division hope this is like this could have division implications seating implications so philly's gonna come out firing i think i think they could potentially upset a money line too but i i like I said, it's the same team. Great ball players across the board. Um, still the best offensive line in football. Um, I, I they, they just have a completely different offense though, of Minshew. We'll see what their identity is, but in a, um, but but again, that may benefit them because Dallas has no tape on Minshew with Philly. So I mean, we'll, we'll see how it works out.
0: Yeah, they have such studs everywhere else, and their offensive line is so good. they can run on anybody. So like Minshew could just be a a secondary kind of player. They're 13 and one with three games left second in the NFC or the Vikings at 11 and three. So the Eagles have two games ahead with three games left. I feel like there is a good chance. They probably sit hurts down. Um, Maybe they play him a little bit just to work off some rust in the last week for like a quarter kind of thing. Um, depending on the injury but yeah I, I like Minshew to win one out of the last three to com, you know to keep them at the number one seed.
1: Yeah um I agree I'm just I'm interested to see how the run game is without hurts because I mean he contributes so much to that run game to the even one they hand to Sanders or Gainwell or whoever. Defenders are still accounting for Jalen Hurts every right. snap. I was just going to say,
0: that's the number one thing. Even if like he's not in there and he's not picking up the yards, just the threat on that RPO, Like if, if, if you see him sticking that in there, I'm much more afraid of Hurts taking off than Minshew.
1: Right. And, uh, I mean, it's just been – this is the best team in football right now all, all regular season. We'll see – See how they do in the playoffs. They're a young team still learning. But uh, I I think even if you take out the quarterbacks, this is the best, you could argue, maybe the best, definitely top three roster in the NFL. And uh, I think Minshew is definitely capable of winning some football games. And uh, I think him with this surrounding talent can definitely beat Dak Prescott with the weapons they have.
0: JP, Um, mm -hmm. I want to end with two questions. Uh, Number one. Who has a better roster and who would scare you more minus their quarterback? So the quarterback position does not exist. Who has a better team or who scares you more going into the playoffs between San Francisco and Philadelphia?
1: The I, I would still give the edge to uh, the, the, that's close. I think San Fran has a better D, but I think Philly's just help. They've been healthier this year. Um, but if, if we're healthy I would probably lean towards i i i would say 49ers because they can run the ball without their quarterback and that's what both these teams do is run first first um I'm not sure what philly is without Jalen hurts like when minchuot gets there maybe the run game collapses 40 ers have ran the ball effectively regardless of who's under center or quarterback so I, I would say the Niners. I, I like uh, Nick Bosa as my favorite defensive player of the year Year if uh, Parsons doesn't win it. And uh, I, I, I just love what Debo and Kittle and the offensive line and everything they do just as a collective unit. They have pro bowlers at every unit. And I think uh, outside of the quarterback position, you could say the 49ers could have the best roster in the NFL.
0: All right. Uh, the last thing I wanted to end on, we didn't touch on it, and the Steelers are playing the Raiders this week after the Raiders came away with an improbable loss against the Patriots. Did you see this lateral play with the time? Or it was tied, no time left in the fourth quarter, and the Patriots, well, it was the Patriots, right? They they yeah. lateraled it and then did another lateral like back to Mac Jones and Chandler Jones, I believe, and, uh, like caught it, stiff-armed them, and ran to the end yeah. zone. <laughs> Now this is a tie game in the fourth quarter. Just step out of bounds or do whatever. Like, why are you do like? That's the kind of thing you do, Music City Miracle style. Like, it's the end of the game. I'm down by a point. Like, Mm -hmm. if I don't score on this play, I'm going to lose. Not if I don't score on this play, I'm gonna tie and then go to overtime and then maybe win. Like, it just seemed like one of the dumbest plays I've ever watched. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was obviously idiotic. Um, They.
1: Actually called a run play to Stevenson instead of a Hail Mary to the end zone because Belichick said he didn't think Mac Jones could get the ball there, which was a shot at his quarterback. Um, what
0: what yard line were they
1: on? I think it would have been a 55-yard throw to the end zone.
0: Uh, that should be doable for a quarterback, I feel like, in yeah. the
1: NFL. And I feel like he he could have gotten it there.
0: Um, I remember had, back had, back in two thousand one or wherever when they had the Pro Bowl skills competition. They had the quarterback throwing. They had like what Leftwich and and people like that. This was in like like I just said two thousand one. So there was like Jim Harbaugh and Steve Young was still around. But uh, you know people were throwing like seventy yards then. Like I feel like the lowest was you know Favre was playing and stuff. But like the lowest was still fifty some yards, and that was in two thousand one. I can't imagine. I feel like that's very telling if it's 2022 and your quarterback can't throw that far. Like, I feel like my high school quarterback, my freshman year, could throw 50 yards. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's like a confidence thing in him. It it doesn't really seem like anything that's going to work long-term, in my opinion. I don't think Mac Mac Jones is—even out of college, I thought that was kind of a weird pick. He doesn't seem to fit today's NFL standards, but he uh, does—I guess he does everything— belichick asks but anyway back to the play mac jones um, has
0: been the biggest overachiever since coming out of college and mm-hmm. uh, he came he went to the right team no other team would have had him he has to just be like yeah. uh in the playbook up belichick's ass kind of thing
1: right and maybe he'd work in San Fran, but like that's like the OG right teams. right uh-huh he um but yeah i i i watched that play live and i saw stevenson broke free and it looked like a nice run and i didn't mind his lateral to myers from the get-go because i mean it was clean and it, it made sense because he broke free and it looked like he had an opportunity but then the like 30 yard lateral yeah, back what goes, is yeah, that like, no to like, the middle no.
0: of the field like he had quarterback best case scenario you throw it to him and then what mac jones has to beat 11 guys right that's what i'm saying
1: <laughs> like who's he gonna beat if he gets it, no one's behind him.
0: Yeah. Like, if if you give lateral. Mac Jones nobody in front of him and he has to run, say, 70 yards or 60 yards, like, there's no way there's not a defensive lineman catching him.
1: No one was near him, like, to the point where he could have been allowed to forward lateral it, and still no one would have caught it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, he was all by himself, and then Chandler Jones just takes it himself and scores. Like, honestly, I thought Mac Jones was going to tackle him, but... I think when Chandler Jones, he wasn't playing around once he got it. He knew like this was the time to score, and he just ran right through him.
0: Uh, Yeah, that was a pretty weak attempt at a tackle. That's one of those things, JP. And I, I don't know. Maybe I sound weird for saying this. I feel like it's easier for me to tackle like a running back going full speed than one like walking, kind of. Like, I'm never going to tackle Derrick Henry if he's just walking and I go over and he just like pushes me. But if he's running full speed, I can dive at his knees and take him out. Right. Like, I'll get yeah, fucked yeah. up for sure. I would. But like, I could take him down if he was running full speed. You just have to hit somebody's ankle and have him triple up or a million different things. If they're going slower, I feel like it's harder. And Chandler Jones, like, got it. And Mac Jones, like, it seemed like it was in slow motion. And it's do really we complex. know, do we know, is Mac Jones related to Chandler Jones? <laughs> probably different dads half brothers maybe i don't know (laughs) that's what i'm guessing distant cousins
1: (laughs) but yeah that was maybe one of the dumbest That might be the dumbest play that i've ever seen
0: yeah live at least what's his name on the vikings running in the wrong ways (laughs) like the dumbest play yeah
1: (laughs) but yeah that i mean it was fun to watch funny to see and uh uh, it's, and that's the Steelers' opponent this week. Uh, they, they better not be doing anything stupid. But with Matt Canada's offense, that might be a third snap of the game. So we'll
0: see. We will see. Excellent, JP. <laughs> JP. Um, I guess we'll we'll see. Do you want to do a show next week? We'll, well, I'll I'll be off. So maybe we'll do, we'll do another show this week because the regular Poor Man's Podcast is done for the 2022 year. Uh, definitely go back listen to the regular show we had michelle from pittsburgh foodie girls come on she talked about the best places in market square danny kaufman came on look for her uh, more frequently in the future she'll probably uh, be a regular uh, host co-host on the show now Um, she has her news segment which was hilarious Uh, check out shay myself Uh, look for us coming in january though like i said Last show of the year. Tune in for the the sports show every, what, Tuesday, Wednesday. We record it on Tuesday. usually gets released on Wednesday. So definitely listen to that. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All the other good stuff. Happy New Year. Although we'll probably talk to you before the New Year. JP, anything you want to end on?
1: Uh, well, let's hope for a, uh, uh, again, like last week. I don't know if I want to steal or victory. Let's hope for uh... Let's hope for a good game, I guess. Let's hope for limited Devontae Adams for my fantasy sake. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's get yeah, back to. Hopefully, I can claim Brady off waivers, and then I can, you know, make a push. Um, but these these Saturday games are messing me up for my fantasy league. I, it almost burnt me, and I got lucky. I'll tell you what, I'm 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 hanging in there. I got a puncher's chance, even though Cooper Cup's hurt and Jalen and and, and Hurts is hurt. Cup and Hurts are hurt, so you know what. Yeah. My two best players are out, but you know what? I'm going to keep on fighting cuz everybody else is hurt too. So, JP, thank you so much for taking the time. Always. It's fantastic to see you. Uh we will probably we'll probably talk next week. Like I said, it's a Tuesday. Uh I'm off next Tuesday, so I'm going to enjoy my day and then we'll uh we'll recap the, all the Saturday games, Sunday games. Uh, the horrible Sunday night game, and the horrible Monday game. So, JP, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. For Sports Guy JP, I'm Chris. I'm going to say I'm so happy yeah.
1: that I was allowed to be part of your day.
0: Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope you had a good time. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the show to catch the latest episodes and share with your friends. We can't promise not to embarrass you. And if you just can't get enough, follow us on Instagram at Poor Man's Podcast 412, Twitter at Poor Man's Pod 412, and Facebook. This is Pittsburgh's own Poor Man's Podcast signing off. See you next week. You like that? You, like that. you play to win the game. Playoffs? Let's talk about. Playoffs? But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Straight cash,
1: homie. Straight cash, homie.